0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Those aren't just meaningless words on a page. They are the true confession of those who had seen with their eyes and believed in their heart precisely what they were saying with their mouths. Psalm 46, as we're told, is authored by the sons of Korah. We meet these sons, but more importantly their father Korah, in Numbers 16, where Korah, along with 250 well-known men in the congregation, rise up against their leader, Moses. Korah's complaint is recorded in Numbers 16, verse 3, where he says to Moses, You have gone too far. For all in the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourself above the assembly of the Lord? It all began because... All sin begins in the same place, in the heart of Korah. In his heart and secret thoughts, he thought Moses was going too far. But it isn't long before he begins complaining to others in the congregation and stirring up division But now here in this last phase, Korah brings with him 250 well-known men and publicly complains to Moses in the presence of all the people, "'You have gone too far,' he shouts. "'Why do you exalt yourself above the rest of us?' And they all complain together against Moses. Moses pleads with Korah. He says, "'No, Korah, you are the one who has gone too far.'" And thus a spiritual showdown ensues between the chosen one of israel and the well-known men of the congregation and it is a showdown that will be sung about for thousands of years moses sets the parameters take censers Korah, you and all your company put fire in them put incense on them before the lord tomorrow and the man whom the lord chooses shall be the holy one and so the next day 250 censers are lit along with one for Moses and one for Aaron. And they all assemble at the entrance of the tent of meeting with Moses and Aaron. And they lay fire on their censers and incense, and the glory of the Lord appears before them. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, separate yourself from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. And Moses pleads with God. He says, O God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin, Korah, and you be angry with all the congregation. But the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Say to that congregation, get away from the dwelling of Korah. Oh, well, Moses rises and he pleads once more with the people to depart from the wickedness of Korah. At this point, Korah's pride self-evident, right? He's attempting to place himself over the one whom the Lord had chosen to serve them. And surely everyone would clearly see that. But they wouldn't. Many stood with Korah, and the saying came to pass, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. They gather around Korah. They stand with him. Well-known men of the congregation and their wives and their children, and were even told in the scriptures, their little ones, their infants. They stand together, and they say with hearts full of pride, you have gone too far, Moses. And so Moses pleads one last time, but this time he pleads with the people who are standing around and who are watching the showdown. Moses says, You shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works and that it, that it has not been of my own accord. For if all of these men die as all men die, then you may know that the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates something new and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them and they go down alive into Sheol, then you shall know that these men have despised the Lord. And as soon as Moses had finished speaking these words, the ground under Korah split apart and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed him up along with all 250 men and their wives and their little ones. And the fire of the censers burned the villages and chariots of all the people who belonged to Korah, except one particular group. There was at least one group who did not stand with Korah that day or take part in his rebellion to overthrow their leader, Moses. The sons of Korah. They do not stand with their father. We're told later on in Numbers 26, these are the ones who contended against Moses in the company of Korah. When they contended against the Lord and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with Korah. When that company died and when the fire devoured 250 men and they became a warning to everyone else, but the sons of Korah did not die. Numbers 26 verse 11. The sons of Korah, surprisingly, are not standing with their own father. They see right through his pride. They humble themselves, and they lived to write about what their eyes had seen that day when they write Psalm 46. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Oh no, these were not just meaningless words to them on a page. They were the true cry of confession from those who had seen with their eyes and believed in their hearts precisely what they were singing with their mouths. God was their refuge. God was their strength. God was their very present help in trouble. And though the earth gave way right before their very eyes, Though they saw their own father swallowed up by the earth alive, though they saw him go straight into Sheol, though they saw the fire of heaven come down and God burning the chariots with fire, though they experienced the loss of their own father, they found comfort in God and the river whose streams make glad the city of God. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved, they cry. God will help her when morning dawns, they sing. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, the sons of Korah cry out. All as the earth gave way, they find refuge and comfort in God. Over 3,000 years later, When Martin Luther begins to write what would be later known as the greatest hymn of the Reformation, A Mighty Fortress, what psalm comes to his mind? This one, the one which the sons of Korah write, Psalm 46. A Mighty Fortress is Luther's own take on Psalm 46. In the 1500s, the earth was giving way once more. The Black Death Plague had opened the earth up, and the earth gave way to the tombs of millions. Deadly wars had nearly picked off all who remained alive, and the earth gave way once more. The peasants were revolting against their government leaders and were being slaughtered in the streets by the rulers, and the earth gave way once more. The church was caught up in fighting wars and shedding bloodshed and the earth gave way once more. But then on December tenth, 1527, as Luther was shepherding his flock through it all in the midst of his own mental bouts of anxiety and depression, temptations and turmoil, Luther's youngest daughter, Elizabeth, dies during an outbreak of the plague just before her first birthday. Luther writes, It's amazing what a sick heart she has left to me. So much grief for her overcomes me. Never before would I have believed that a father's heart could have such a tender feeling for a child. To pray to the Lord for me. And it's at this time, while all the earth gave way around Luther and he sees it swallow up his own daughter, Luther writes his mighty hymn A mighty fortress is our God, a sword and shield victorious. He breaks the cruel oppressor's rod and wins salvation glorious. Two years later, Martin and his wife Katie would welcome their next child, Magdalena. But those were dark years and dark times. And in 1542, their 13-year-old Magdalena would die in Luther's arms and the earth would give way once more. And the mountain moved into the heart of the sea. There comes a moment in everyone's life when the earth gives way. For Luther, for the sons of Korah, and for you. You have seen your fair share of earth-giving way moments. When the earth gives way, As it is destined to do, and the darkness lays hold of you and pulls your heart down straight into Sheol. We look to the same place that the sons of Korah look, and the same place that Luther looks for comfort to God. That was what the heart of the Reformation was all about, where one looks for comfort when the earth gives way. When sin, death, and the devil rears its ugly head, where do I look for comfort myself? My works? My good and righteous deeds? Do I look to my heart, my emotions, my feelings? Do I look upon another man? My family? My father, my government, my reason, my strength. Do I look to my own inner battle for peace? No, the sons of Korah would say. No, Luther would shout. In the face of the devil, sin and death, well, no strength of ours can match his might. We would be lost, rejected. But now a champion comes to fight whom God himself elected. We look to Jesus Christ, and Christ alone, for all comfort. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We do not look to the things of this world as our refuge or our comfort. Were they to take our house, goods, honor, child, or spouse, though life be wrenched away, they cannot win the day, the kingdom's ours forever. These are not just meaningless words on a page to us. They are the true confession of those who have seen the earth give way, who believe in their hearts and confess with their mouths that God is our place of comfort, hope, peace, and ultimate assurance. God and God alone. God is my refuge. God is my strength. God is a very present help in times of trouble. They're not just meaningless words to our dear Lord, who for your sake journeyed to the place of Golgotha, where for the sins of Korah, for the sins of the whole world, for your sins the earth gave way and swallowed him whole. And through it all, there was never a moment where Jesus failed to look to God, and God alone for his refuge and strength. He trusted the Father perfectly for your sake, even when the earth gave way, even when his world was dark, even in his rejection and humiliation, even in his bleeding, suffering, and dying. The God of Jacob was his fortress, and the saying came to pass on his cross, Be still, and know that I am God. Jesus looked to God and waited upon him and him alone. and Therefore, God has highly exalted him. Jesus is exalted among the nations. Jesus is exalted in the earth, the sons of Korah cry in their psalm. He is risen from the dead. And thus, as his baptized children, we cry out too. Not meaningless words, but a true confession of what our eyes have seen by faith what our hearts believe by faith, what our lives show by God's grace alone. That the Lord of hosts is with us, and the God of Jacob is our fortress, and therefore we do not fear. Even when the earth gives way around us, though hordes of devils fill the land all threatening to devour us, we tremble not. Unmoved we stand, they cannot overpower us. And so, dear saints of Trinity, when the earth gives way and swallows you up, your father, your child, your goods, your honor, or your spouse, take heart and find comfort in God's word. For then the saying will come to pass, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The ancient river whose streams make glad the city of God. And The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly, Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.